Episode 15 is called The One About the 99, Part 1. Josh and I will share our thoughts on how we could do our part to bring unity and healing to our nation. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table for The One About the 99. Welcome to Coffee and Convos. My name is Josh. I am one of the hosts, and I am joined by my beautiful, lovely wife, Becca. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Becca? Good, good. It is a great night. Uh, it's been a great week. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of going on, lots of things going on in the world around us, and so I'm excited to kind of dig in. Yeah. That. Yeah, our house was just filled with a bunch of people. Mm. We had a leader night here at our house, a uh, leader from our church. And so that was fun. Got to smoke some barbecue. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good to have, finally have people over after eight weeks. Yeah. Um, now that we haven't had like our parents and a few family members over, but like other people. And um, it was so good to see some faces that we, I haven't seen literally yeah. eight weeks. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And we got really exciting news because Jude turns one on Sunday. Our little baby. Crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I can't believe it's already been a year. Yeah. It's wild. He's crawling, learning how to, trying to learn how to walk. Yeah. He's getting there. His balance is getting there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get into everything. Everything. Oh man. It's it's been uh it's been interesting. So <laughs> we'll see. We're doing a Winnie the Pooh theme birthday party for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be really fun and all kinds of little goodies and got him his toys, which that was a trip. My god, he's at the age where if you take something from him after you like, you know, we just gave him something at Target. We're like, Hey, check this out and then we're like, All right, we gotta check it out, you know, pay for it and he, he lost it. Not having it. He lost it. So yeah. we're working on that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was pissed. Um, if you are a new listener, or maybe you've been listening since day one, we definitely want to encourage you to subscribe, like, follow, comment, all that good stuff that helps get our podcast out to more people. And uh, we're just we're really excited, man. It's crazy. You know, I was looking. We're over a thousand listeners. Um, and that's all due to you guys who listen and, and make this podcast happen. And yeah. so thank you guys so much. Leave us a rating. That helps um, as well get the channel boosted and get it out there to more people. Um, but thank you guys so much for subscribing. And, um, and you know, every month, um, the last couple of months, we've been trying to do a giveaway. And um, so this past month, the month of May, we partnered with Underground Candle Lab to do this giveaway. And we're really, really excited about it. Um, It was uh, one of their candles, one of their really good summer smells called Beach House. And so we are excited to Mm -hmm. announce the winner. Um, And please, if I butcher your name, I am so, so sorry. (laughs) Uh, I am not that great with names. But the winner of May's giveaway goes to drum roll I don't know if that's a drum whatever goes to Inika I believe that's how you say it so Inika we are so excited thank you so much for following along and commenting and liking and listening to the podcast you're amazing and we will be getting this candle mailed out to you shortly and we just can't say how grateful we are uh, for you and hopefully this blesses your home and uh makes it smell really good too mm-hmm. so it smells so good just, oh so before we get started yeah. in our topic i 
totally forgot something that happened this week. So Josh and I had our first experience in a tiny home this past weekend. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help us. And we had Jude with us, and um, it was a super adorable. It was the worst vacation <laughs> little getaway we've ever done there was no room for anything and then jude was freaking out um which he's like normally an incredible sleeper um but he just could not like get used to this place and it just was it was crazy and then i got bit up like crazy by those little noceum bugs i literally look like i have some crazy disease on my arms yes like people look at my arms and i swear that they think i have like the chicken pox it's so embarrassing but yeah so that was our weekend <laughs> if you hear scratching you know why <laughs> yeah so those so bites sorry. that just are itchy <laughs> they're horrible but yeah so that was our weekend <laughs> it was fun it was fun it was a different experience you know when we first got married we lived in like um a converted shed so it was kind of like a tiny home but it was wider mm-hmm. and we didn't have a baby Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit more doable. Mm-hmm. That was just hell. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not doing that again. Not for us. <laughs> not for us. Um, we're really excited too to tell you this month. Um, we've we've got some really cool things coming up. You know, this is part one um, uh, of a two part podcast that you know we wanted to address um, what's going on in our nation with um, man just the the horrific death of George Floyd and. Just everything that's going on with riots and protests. And so uh, next week, we have some really close friends to us, Marquise and Reggie, who um, are going to join us for the podcast. And uh, I'm really excited for that. And then at the end of the month, we are actually doing a giveaway as well this month. And we are partnering uh, with Official Ness, um, a.k.a. EJ, who is a local artist here in Ocala, a transplant from Tampa and Orlando, and uh, just an incredible, incredible artist. Uh, he does a lot of superhero art and um, just amazing. I mean, I, this dude blows me away. So we have a really special giveaway this month. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we're going to give away one of his paintings. And mm-hmm. trust me, you're going to want to do this giveaway. It is going to be a really cool painting. And uh, then we're going to be doing a live, well, I say live. We're gonna be doing an interview mm-hmm. with uh, with EJ as well this month, and just hearing how he got started in painting and creativity, and he's influenced the local scene here um, in Ocala, and just honestly progressed it. Um, and so we're we're super excited to have him on. But tonight we're gonna uh, jump in, and um, and this podcast is a. Uh, it was difficult. This, these next two weeks are going to be difficult. It's mm-hmm. a little bit harder, a little bit deeper podcast. Um, and, and we just, we believe um, when stuff like this happens in our nation, um, I refer to this as a cultural moment, that it needs our attention, mm-hmm. you know, and it needs people to speak up about it. And um, if you haven't, you know, heard, which I don't know, you must be under a rock if you haven't heard, <laughs> Um you know, last week, um, an African-American man was um, brutally killed by police in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, the video is all across online. I would discourage you from watching it. Um, I don't know how you can watch that video and not cry. Yeah. As this man's gasping 13 minutes trying to breathe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, first, you know, last month we had the uh, Ahmad. Arbery, I think is how you say his name. I think so. Um, 
you know, that was horrific in itself that all of a sudden we're just finding out about this African-American man who was brutally executed in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, that was horrific in itself. And I think that definitely kind of stirred up this thing that's been like in our country. Yeah, it's an awakening. Yeah. And and then this, you know, happened with George Floyd and... Um, and so many others. And so many others. Yeah, I mean, I, in fact, there's... I don't I don't know the lady's name. I'm so I know, sorry. she's right in the middle yeah. of the two. But wow, that was horrific in itself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, so, we're, we're, here's the deal. We're going to try to be as empathetic as possible in this in these two part um, episode as two caucasians we can never relate yeah. fully to um to what's going on and the suffering but, that's been yeah sort of it's like you somewhat know about it but not to the degree yeah I, you know i i I feel like I'm apparently very naive that I knew that there were parts of, the, you know, racism that still was alive and yeah. well in the country, but I don't know that I knew it to the extent, no. you know, uh, my eyes have been opened the last several weeks, months to what is going on. And my heart has just been completely shattered um, for, our nation for our people um for minority groups yeah um you know for for josh and i we never well we've just never struggled in the sense of like having an issue with other people with other race you know um you know there's that saying of like i don't see color and i totally understand how that is it's a saying but and it is that you know like color is a beautiful thing you know like we should both be able to celebrate who we are differently um but i i don't think that that's ever been an issue for me in the sense of i haven't thought about it being any other factor than okay you know we're different we're different we have different skin tones um but that's never I don't know. That's never held me back. I've never had a second guess about that. Right. Um, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, I mean, I just think that, our, I mean, I know that Josh and I's eyes have been just opened to what's been going on. And I've read so many other things that, like, I just didn't even know, you know, with, like, women, you know, African-American women whose even their birth journeys are different like sure. they're treated differently yeah. and like all of those things that like I truly had no idea. And yeah. I almost am so heartbroken that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this is going to be, we're going to do our best to share at least what we're going to do on our part yeah. to help bring equality, to bring unity and to bring healing. Yeah. And we full and well know that we'll never be able to understand yeah. The pain and the hurt that has gone on for far too long. Yeah. I mean, the reality is when I walk outside of my house every day and I get in my car, I am not in fear of a cop pulling me over and judging me according to my skin color. Yeah. I don't have that fear. I don't have the fear of walking into a convenience store or a grocery store or jogging down by the lake and... Um, 
and having someone look at me. Or using a check at a store. I mean, yeah, just I mean, crazy. it's it, it blows me away. You know, America, we've come a long way for sure. We we have, but at the same time, I feel like we've brushed this issue um, and the deep rooted, and and I'll just say what it is: this demonic spirit of racism Mm -hmm. that's been in our country since our forefathers Mm -hmm. we've just kind of brushed it aside and said okay well yeah i mean they're free you know uh african-american people are free they have the same rights and i I would challenge anyone who says that uh, to know the fact that um a black man was brutally killed in the middle of a city and everyone Mm -hmm. stood by and did nothing there is something twisted and something wrong with that. And, um, you know, the statement I heard, um, I believe it was uh, Pastor uh, John Gray, Stephen Furtick, one of those guys was there. A lot of pastors have been speaking up on it. And they said this. Uh, no, it was Carlin's, Pastor Carlin's. He, he said this, and, and I believe it wholeheartedly. He said, um, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's many things. By the way, I want to I want to also say this. There's things that the Black Lives Movement. There's a movement called Black Lives Matter. There's things in that movement that I definitely don't condone. I definitely don't agree with. In fact, I believe parts of that movement are actually racist themselves towards other people of skin color. But the statement Black Lives Matter is 100% true. Yeah. And I stand with that because. Right now, in our country, black lives clearly don't matter if a man's life is brutally taken from him in the middle of the street. And so many others. And so yeah. many others. I mean, right. There's an issue. Yeah. There's an issue if a guy's gunned down in a residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's an issue if a woman's killed in her own apartment. Mm-hmm. So here, here's the reality. Um, if you're listening and you're Caucasian, you're Spanish, whatever, or you're any other skin color, um, in this cultural moment... You know, we're, we're seeing definitely, I think, here's what I believe. I think justice for all, you know, because I get every every skin color. I mean, for my Spanish brothers and sisters, you guys go through stuff yet again mm-hmm. that I will never be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. For my Asian friends and, and uh, sisters and brothers, like there's things that you guys go through. But right now in this cultural moment, it's African-American lives. And um, I would just say, man, they have this has to matter. Yeah. And people, we have we have a voice. Listen, you don't need a platform to have a voice. Social media has actually given you a platform. Yeah. And every day people choose. You know, it's 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 sickening me seeing the response from people, um, and it shows you. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say they're racist. It it just shows you that they don't truly understand. Yeah. You know, we there's a thing out on Tuesday, and it's amazing all across the country. It's Blackout Tuesday. And the point was to to post this this black square on your social media, and then for the rest of the day raise awareness in your community. Right, do something about what's going on. And I I had so many friends um, and, and just people that I would I would never imagine who just laughed at it, who took it as a joke. Was just like they were they were mocking it and making fun of it. And my heart grieved because I'm just thinking to myself, I can't even imagine. What people who follow them who are African-American are thinking of this. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's just shocking. You know, here in our own city, we had a protest this weekend. And uh, Ocala actually set 
to me, they set the tone for what a peaceful protest mm-hmm. looks like. There is, and believe it or not, shocking, um, two guys who were white supremacists tried to throw in Sorry, race, yeah. racial slurs, tried to stir up the mob, which I'm just like, why would you say that kind of stuff in, in a protest of, you know, <laughs> hundreds of people? Anyway, they're stupid. Our local law enforcement took care of them, arrested them, took them immediately. And I love it. This 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 is what we need across our country. Our police chief and our sheriff marched with the protesters. They said that they would stand with them, that and they, they were stood for them, and they yes. gave him they gave the crowd their cell phone number so that if there was something to break out or if they had an issue that they would they would he would get called and they would come work it out. Yeah. I mean, that is like a next level support. Yeah. And so it's just been, it's it's one of those things that it has been such a horrendous, I guess, week, two weeks almost. Yeah. Or whatever it I mean, might first be. First it was COVID, right? But <laughs> it's like, it's also been so beautiful to see people awakened and ready to stand yeah. beside. Yeah. And so... You know, my heart has grieved, like, just un- unbelievably grieved. Um, and then I have also been so encouraged to see just the positivity and the unity and the, I think, just the special bonds that are being born. Like, it may not have worked all those other times when, when there were silent protests and all these other things. But, gosh, I look at these some of these peaceful like protests and they're so powerful i mean it like it's wild it gives me like goosebumps and i think like we're i think america is ready to wake up and actually let there be a revival of what is going on yeah um and i pray that that is the case and so i you know for us we're going to continue to stand you know, next to, beside, in front of, behind. 100%. Um, all of our, you know, African-American friends and, and those that we don't know, um, we're going to continue to cheer you on. We're going to continue to do our part to raise awareness in the sense of, you know, if we see something, saying something, not just letting it go by, um, protecting those that if we see if there's a situation that's going down and it looks fishy to pull over and get involved and see if what's happening is you know is accurate or if we need to stand beside our people and let them know they're not alone yeah um and i think i think both of us realize like um it's a very polarizing you know issue going on in our country because the reality is there is really great law enforcement officers yeah who they're they're heartbroken, they're grieved, and unfortunately, um, because of our brokenness, because of our sinful nature, um, there is there's really crooked bad cops mm-hmm. who, you know, I was telling um, some my lead pastor this, but there's guys on the force right now all across the nation, they're so jaded and jacked up from all the stuff they've seen, they just need a break mm-hmm. mentally. They they need literally recovery. Because they've become numb. When I looked at that police officer doing that to George Floyd, I said, that is a man who literally is numb to everything mm-hmm. he's ever seen in his mm-hmm. life. I mean, mm-hmm. the emotionless, cocky, arrogant, yeah, just smirk he had. He deserves what he's going to get, mm-hmm. 100%. 
And I pray to God he finds Jesus in jail. I pray to God that that man is finds deep sorrow for taking another man's life. But I do want to say that because I have brothers and sisters who are, um, uh, you know, law enforcement. And listen, not all law enforcement's bad. No. However, police chiefs across the country, sheriffs across the country, there needs to be revival in your law enforcement agency. Mm-hmm. There needs to be awakening in your agency to say, hey, what we've been doing is clearly not working. Our no. training needs to get changed. Everything needs to get changed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some of some of our closest friends um, are African-American. And I, I can't even imagine when they watch this kind of stuff, the, the oh. pain and what they're, what they're thinking. I, in fact, one of my friends said, uh, said this to me, and it just broke me. He said, man, I'm, I'm just as close to that being me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I, and I thought, I, I don't have that thought in my mind. I don't think about when a white person dies on the news. I don't think, oh, yeah, that wow, it's so close to being me. Well, and it's just like, you know, I'm one casualty away for that being me. Yeah. You know, I walked in the wrong spot. I did this wrong. I was in just the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just unreal that that is the reality that people in our nation are suffering from. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's un, it's unreal. I'm, right. You know what? I'm going to make a bold statement right now because I, I know this is going on. If you're listening right now and you're in disagreement and you're just saying, oh, this is a bunch of bull crap. Here's what I'm going to say. Unsubscribe to this channel. Yeah. Unsubscribe. Like we <laughs> don't, we don't want you as a listener because the reality is as believers, but more importantly, as human beings, there should be in the pit of our stomach so much sorrow and so much empathy for what is going on right now in our culture. Listen, all of us as humans, we should be raising a voice right now That's right. for our That's brothers right. and sisters um, in the African-American community, and we should be doing something. Yeah. And, um, you know, some scriptures that came to our mind. This is kind of why we um, named it what we did, the one about the 99, because next week we're going to be interviewing, like Josh said, two of our really close friends who are African-American, and they're going to give us um, just some really great points of view. And so this week we made part one called, you know, the 99, because there's a parable that Josh is going to read. Um, and it talks about, you know, you know, leaving the 99 for the one. And so Josh and I, we consider ourselves being the 99 right now. And what can we do being the 99 to be in support of the one? Um, And, you know, next week, Reggie and Marquise will be the one that we're going to talk about. Um, They're going to give us perspective. Listen, if you're a Caucasian or any other skin color um, listener, please tune in. Um, please tune into it because they're going to give us perspective that we need. That yeah, desperately we need, need. Yeah. So anyway, so I wanted to just kind of share our heart behind the name and what we came up with, and then let Josh go ahead and read the. Read yeah, the two two scriptures that came to mind um, was that one for sure, but another one that I just yeah I've been wrestling with it is the parable of the Good Samaritan, mm-hmm. and um, in this story, what's what's fascinating is. Um, Jesus is questioned by religious leaders, and and he gives them this parable. So I'm going to read the parable. It says, Jesus took up the question and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell in the hands of robbers. They stripped him, they beat him, and they fled, leaving him half dead. 
a priest happened to be going down the road. When he saw him, he passed on the other side, right? So we read it like this dude who's supposedly supposed to be soul caring for people goes to the opposite side of the road. Mm -hmm. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, saw him pass on the other side. But a Samaritan on his journey came up, and when he saw him, uh, when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him. He bandaged his wounds, pouring olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, gave him to the innkeeper, and said. Take care of him. When I come back, I will reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Love that. You know why? That is the kind of attitude we need to have right now in Mm -hmm. culture. The attitude that says, I see someone who is hurt, who is broken. And I have African-American friends right now who are devastated. And 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 it's just looking at them and saying, I don't care what they believe, who they are, what they've done, how they got here, yep. whatever it is, I'm going to care yep. for them because that is what God would do for us. Yep. And that's just the end of story. Yeah, and 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 just like the like the scripture just said, um the the Samaritan had compassion. Yeah. My God, we need revival of compassion in the hearts of humans right yeah. now. Because I'm I'm afraid a lot of people have just lost compassion. If you're a believer and you've lost compassion and you can't find emotion in watching a man die on a video like that, there is something really off in your walk of God. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, I believe Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit were so grieved in that moment and still oh, are grieved yeah. and are probably weeping because, man, the heinous act of that. And, and, and here's the reality. We know all across the world, right, there's heinous acts that go on. There's social justice, which we're going to do another episode in the future on worldview of social justice, which I'm excited about. But in this cultural moment, like we said, we're focusing on the African-American community because they matter right now. Mm-hmm. And we want to do our best. And, and the next scripture I want to read is, is that parable of the lost sheep. And I love this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. In fact, I have it tatted on my arm. Um, I have a tattoo that says, I am the one. Just as a reminder, like Jesus found me and still finds me in those moments of brokenness. Luke 15, it says, all the tax, collect- to, all the tax collectors and sinners were approaching um, to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told this parable, what man among you who has a hundred sheep loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it. When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders Hmm. coming home. He calls his friends, neighbors together saying to him, rejoice with me because I found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't. And I, you know, we, we read that scripture in, um, and I know it's, it's kind of taking it a little bit out of context because in this Scripture, we're talking about someone who doesn't know Jesus, but I believe Jesus is also referring to this cultural moment. We are the 99. We're the ones that are on the other side of the fence. Yeah, and it's referring to the, you know, everyone who keeps screaming, you know, all lives matter and all of that. That's not the point. The point is you can sit there and say that, but you know what? Right now, 
it's the African Americans, it's that black lives, black lives don't matter, that right movement that don't matter. And right. so, you know what? The shepherd's going to go and they're going to find them, knowing that the others are okay right now. Right. So, and then, and bring them back. And I think that is, that picture has opened it to a whole new element, I yeah. think, to me. And I think it's so beautiful if people would just act right as the 99 like right. it's not about you it's right not about now. you so stop like you're not making things better by saying all lives matter because obviously they don't obviously obviously so and just like that saying until black lives matter no lives matter yeah. and so it's making that effort of let's find let's repair let's bring back and heal all of the hundred sheep and then all lives will actually matter and listen, I know um, where we're located, we're in Florida, so we're in the South. In the South, um, you're Republican, you're white, and um, and you go to church every Sunday, right? <laughs> that's, that's a stereotype. Um, and there's this um, there's this mindset in the church, and, and I wish, God, it's so demonic in nature. There's this mindset in the church that um, cultural diversity is actually, and especially in more traditional churches— is um, actually frowned upon, and um, and no, you got to be one skin color. It's, it's horrible. Can I just tell you, in the kingdom of God, um, the kingdom of God is incredibly diverse. Yeah, and God loves every nationality, every skin he color, equally the same. He made them. I mean, it says in Genesis, after he made all of creation, he made people. We were the only ones that he said we were good. We were like good when he made right. us. And that wasn't like the white people are good. That was we are good right. as as human beings, as living you know humans that they made. Yeah, we are good in unity. Yeah, it wasn't broken up. It wasn't. It just wasn't that way. Yeah, and so I don't know where we got off thinking that you know any different you know any skin tone differs in value. Right. And so, I mean, diversity is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, oh man, it's so great. I mean, I love it. I mean, the gifts and the talents and just the, I mean, just the the differences that they bring. We were, it's incredible. We were in um, Charleston, South Carolina, a couple of years ago, and um, uh, they have. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember. It's it's um it's a form of Christianity, but is it Creole? I think. Anyway. Um, they speak Creole. I know that for sure. But um, it's an African-American part of the church that was so beautiful. And their art was everywhere. In fact, we have a uh, piece of the art hand in our home. And I'm just always reminded when I walk past, past that picture of just like, just the diversity that is in our world. And if we would just open our eyes oh. and see the beauty and yeah. culture, um, I think all of us would would be just we'd be so more content. We'd understand people because man, we need their gifting. Oh my God. Desperately. Yes. Um, we, we need culture and that's every culture. Um, but right now, man, African-American culture. I mean, I, I love it. I love being able to um, just see like the art, the artistic realm that exists in that community. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And so, um, this this podcast, man, our hope is that if you're listening to this, uh, share it with a friend who maybe isn't aware 
isn't um isn't maybe even listening right now. Maybe they're just tuning out. Maybe they're just like, oh, here we go again. Or having that kind of laissez-faire attitude, um, share this with them to wake them up. Yeah. This is an awakening. And now is the time for us as humans, for us as the church to be awakened. And I think and we hope that it, it encourages you to know that we're listening. Like we're yeah. awake. Yes. We're here for you. Um, and if we can do anything, if you're if you're an African American listener right now, and there's something we can do, listen. This podcast is is a stage for us to use our voice. Yeah, and we're not going to shy away from hard topics. No, no. And and listen, we'll go beyond that. If there's a way we can serve you, yeah, um, we want to be able to serve and and actually put words to action. Yeah, because I think it's easy to type stuff behind a screen or talk over a mic. Um, and that's great, and I think all that's influenced, but sometimes it takes getting out and showing those words in action. Yeah. And um, so, guys, we love you so much. Next week is going to be amazing. I can't wait for you to hear the stories of Marquise and Reggie. Uh, they're they're two really close friends of ours, and uh, it's going to be a really fun podcast. So please join us next week. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, subscribe to this channel. Thank you guys for the support. I forgot to mention this at the start, but we actually started a Patreon account. Um, and so uh, the link will be in the description of uh, this podcast as well as on our, on our social media. Really cool. We tiered it um, in a really neat tier system. So like... The basic kind of tier one is um, is you're just a listener. You're supporting of this channel. You're awesome. Um, you know we you just you'll get content and interviews that other people don't get. Um, tier two is you get that as well. You know, the the interviews, the live feeds, all that kind of stuff. But then we're going to give you a really special, unique sticker that we're really excited to release just for you um, as a Patreon. And then the next two, I'm really excited about. Uh, tier three is we're going to give away an underground candle lab candle um, four times a year to you. And we'll let you choose the smell and all that kind of stuff. And then the final tier is uh, is my personal favorite. This is like the ultimate coffee, coffee supporter of this channel is uh, we will send you a freshly roasted bag of coffee from Symmetry every single month. And so um, please, please, please go check out the Patreon channel. Support us. And uh, we love you guys so much. And thank you for joining us around the table. We will see you next week for part two. Love you guys. Love y'all.